0: Hello, welcome to Sustainable 216! Welcome yourself all to Sustainable
1: 216, my purveyor of the world's finest babble. How, in the name of all things beautiful, are you?
0: Excited about the football! Yes, there's
1: football coming, but as previously discussed, this is not a football podcast. If you want to hear all on a football podcast, go back and listen to all on an episode of the Guardians Football Weekly, talking about climate change. Very good, that's still the thing that comes up when you search Sustainababble before our podcast. Anyway, (laughs) Yes. I didn't
0: know that. Anyway,
1: this is not a podcast about football. We are sustainable. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, ain't we all? Yes all about people and the planet and why despite billions of items and shit you don't need being shipped around the world for huge environmental cost and no particular gain to anyone we can still have a chuckle about it every now and then yes yes and what are we going to be having a little chuckle
0: about this week all we're going to be having a chuckle about amazon Big wet thing. No, not, oh. not. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. Oh. I knew you were going to do that. Not the big wet thing with trees that get chopped down at a rate of a couple of football pitches yeah, a maybe. second or whatever it is. Not even the river that kind of gives that whole region its name. Oh, right, um, that's, oh, that's what I
1: meant. But, oh, yes. Okay, fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was talking about the rainforest. Right. I don't think you can then call a rainforest about... a big wet thing. Why not? Well, because
1: it's not a wet thing, is it? It's got, yes, it it's got a bit of rain in it.
0: Yeah. Rains wet. Doesn't always rain in the rainforest. Yeah, but there's everything in there has got moisture in it, like your pants. <laughs> Get on with it. Gosh, uh, yes, not that Amazon, but in fact the the, the everything shop online, everything. The, the the website that used to be a kind of cuddly little thing where you bought the occasional book and is now all of the internet. Uh, we're going to talk about that because, well, basically because somebody wrote to us and asked, asked us to see. Um, see,
1: we do that that do what you're telling <laughs> us. So that's like three twice in the last in this little run of sustainable
0: Babel. We've done an episode just because a listener said, "Oi, look at this thing." So there we are. Yes. Yeah. So we do look at it. So there you go. Yeah. So thank you, Charlotte Dunn. Yeah, thank you for saying, "Oi, look at this thing," because that thing was Amazon, and we thought that is a good idea. We're going to look at this thing. So we're going to look at that thing. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about big old Jeff Bezos and his billions and is buggering off to the moon and things like that. Um, And we're going to talk about whether or not things like Amazon can ever be good. Is there a way that Amazon can be done nicely or not?
1: Good. Just before any of that, the usual disclaimer. We do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yes. But these are very much our own views. So if anything that we say makes you want to send back our views, don't take it up with me
0: and all, but with... No, do take it up with me and all. Yes, do. Not with anyone for whom we work, (laughs) yes? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you think that we are a bunch of basket cases or... or you know, that you you need to check out something that we've been nice, saying. Just nice. just email us. Very okay? good, yeah. Good. There we go. Uh what was I supposed to do? Money. Ask you for money. Talking of horrible capitalist institutions, we'd like some of your money. <laughs> uh we <laughs> we it, it you know, it slightly less crudely. It does cost money to do the babble. The babble will forever be free and joyous and we'll keep doing it whatever. But we love that people want to give us a few pennies to help us out every now and then. And you can do that by going to wobbly 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 dot b-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash sustainable. Shut up and answer my questions. Little
1: boxes on the
0: hillside. Right, this is a section that we don't break out anything like as often as we should this is the section where people go i have a question for you yep and we go what is your question and they go shut up and answer my question and that is what uh babble listener charlotte dunn did this week she sent us an email saying what are your thoughts on amazon and then she sets out basically a kind of a classic dilemma that many of us will realize where thing that we one person instinctively knows or feels is bad is then inconveniently challenged by person 2 who says well why is it bad is it not just you know big or popular and are you not just like scared of big and popular things um so Charlotte said is it bad what or at least what you know what are your thoughts on it and if it is bad, what can you do to get people to move away from it? Um, so we thought, that's a good question, not least because we don't really know the answer. We know what we feel, which is that it's evil and bad and monstrous, but probably sort of couldn't back that up if if put on the spot.
1: Yeah, so before we go into... We did some looking into this, didn't we all? But before we looked into it, what, where did you summarise, in a nutshell, where you started on the essential question of are these uh, is Amazon a bunch of in-hoffs and are, is it like a fixable bunch of in-hoffs if it is? Where did you start before you looked into it, Oh,
0: Well, I, I started firmly in the camp of Amazon are a bunch of Inhoffs.
1: Right. Have you moved significantly from that position?
0: Not really, no.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's Sustainable <laughs> We'll be back <laughs> next week.
0: Deny everything, Bordrick. <laughs>
1: you, Private Baldrick? No!
0: <laughs> what about you? Well, Where did
1: you start? Look, me too, me too, me too. Um, I do recognise, so Charlotte was talking in her email about um, the counter view that is often put. It is easy. It is a reflex. We do it all the time in a babble, right? And it's very easy, I reckon, to go, here's a big company and they're doing a bad thing and therefore they are the devil. Basically to do that, right? And yeah. But if a small company is doing a bad thing, to cut them a bit of a break. Or, if a big company is doing a good thing, to be cynical about that thing. But if a small company is doing a good thing, to cut them a break. Right. And I wonder whether or not, I mean, Amazon are so vast. They're, they're not like, I mean, you know, you know more about this than me, really, but I don't think they're like any company that has ever really existed. Like, the closest that, we come to it. I mean, you, I suppose it's sort a of lumping in Google and Facebook into that, but this sort of company, the closest you come to it is something like the East India Company or something, right? Would you like these... Yeah, that's a
0: good comparison. Yeah, I hadn't
1: thought of it like that. You know, yeah. companies that are vastly bigger than any of the countries that they operate in and which are more powerful than many governments or indeed probably all governments and there's which a, don't, um, just, don't just respond nominally to what we want but massively shape, you know, whole economies and kind of how they work,
0: right? There's an, there's an excellent... Subset of the Tortoise newsletter, which uh, I recommend signing up if you want to. It's kind of slow news, they call it, <laughs> where they have done exactly that. They have started looking at these big tech platforms not as companies but as states, right? As nations, uh, uh, right. you know. Effectively, they are functioning as states, um, and it's yeah, it's kind of a helpful way to see them. So yeah, it's not it. It's not like they are just a big shop that's got really big and has got loads no. of different shops in different cities and stuff but it's essentially the same shop selling the same stuff it's not it's not like that and with that enormous size and enormous power becomes extraordinary influence and ability to and you know to leverage what you want over governments and over indeed kind of pan continental governments it's yeah Yeah, it's pretty extraordinary
1: but both for good and bad i mean the point is like it doesn't It isn't necessarily the case that something with that power is going to use it to be a bunch of Inhoffs indefinitely. If something with that power decided it wanted to be not an Inhoff, anti-Inhoff, good guy, David Attenborough, cuddly, Kylie-friendly person, then we might all be saved. So I just do think it's worth just kind of asking the question, like... Well, how serious are they? Amazon has we'll come to talk about, they've said a lot of good stuff, they want to save the planet, and your big baldy man space dude is in charge and he wants to give loads of money to save the planet. And like, that's good, isn't it? Let's talk about that, shall we? Let's talk about that hole.
0: Okay. This is Jeff Bezos. He is the richest person in the world. Back in twenty seventeen, he became the world's first centibillionaire. billionaire. That's a net worth of 100 billion US dollars and having made tens of... Bezos sounds like bees and bees are good, so let's
1: call him Bezos. Um, What do we know about him? We know he's stupid rich. Well, the little recordy thing I've got going on in the corner over here says that we've been recording for sixteen minutes. Fortunately, the podcast hasn't been going on for sixteen minutes, but that's as long as we've been banging on for. Yeah. Um, in that time, I'm just going to do a quick calculation. I'll say something while I work out how much money Jeff Bezos has made.
0: Okay. I was struck when I was looking at images of Jeff Bezos at how more how much more evil he looks now that he has shaved a shaved head everywhere. Because like he's ever since he's been in the public eye, he's had like. No offence, Dave, but very little hair. Uh, I've got more hair than Jeff Bezos. That, he, it was. He, he, yes, uh, but he has, you know, in the past, he did that thing that balding people do if they have no hair on the top and short hair on the sides. And he looks kind of cuddly and a bit like a sort of dad or a granddad. No offence, Dave. Uh, but then he's like, he's done <laughs> yeah, the wet actually. shave thing all over. And he does, he does look more kind of like a villain out of some sort of, well, I was gonna say um Bond film, but it's not really a Bond film, he's not that villainous, but you know what I mean. He Bet- looks more evil. It must be a deliberate thing. Better a sleek baldy than a
1: foppish git.
0: Ow! You shot me, you a hole.
1: Forty thousand dollars, that's the answer to the question. Since we since we've started recording the Babble, Jeff Bezos has earned 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 forty thousand
0: no. dollars. He doesn't earn it. He doesn't earn it. This is the thing that makes me so cross. No one earns that money. Uh, When you earn something, it's like a reward for doing something. But I. has he's built built the biggest company in the world that second. What? He's he's built a massive thing which is returning great joy to the nation as they unwrap their trinkets. He's not earning that money. There isn't any possible way that you you can say that amount of money is proportionate and relative to. The contribution he is making to whoever is giving him that money, like what? he's not, uh, so he's not, would he's you not were... earning it. He's he's just accruing what? it. He it's not earned. Obviously, because you're if, not... if money was earned, then like carers <laughs> would earn two thousand dollars a second. If money was earned, like teachers or like parents or people yes, looking uh... after their, you know, all right, oh, in this isn't earned. It's just, and, and it, people are still reverential towards this kind of extreme wealth, and like talk about it as if he's successful and it's something to be aspired to. And what it, word should we use
1: instead? You're not wrong. You sound like the Guardian. What word should we use instead?
0: What's the opposite of spaffed? Faps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he faps two and a half thousand dollars a second. How about that? Fap.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, alright, you Faps. Yeah. Faps. Two and a half dollars, 1000 dollars a second. There you go.
1: Good. Right. He's now added in, in the time you were doing that rant, he's added about two twenty-five thousand dollars or something. Um hang on, no, I got that wrong, didn't I? Hang on, I'm gonna do me some again. Uh, I'm not very good at maths, you know.
0: Not anymore, no. You used to be I wonder if you were always shit, but you just got away with it.
1: Two point four million dollars That's what he's earned. Two point four million dollars. Can that be right since we started this babble? Yeah, if it's every second. Sixty seconds a minute. Two and a half million dollars. He's worth hundred and ninety-one billion quid. Dollars, sorry. Hundred and ninety-one billion. I and
0: mean, it's just like what sort of number dollars. is that? Doesn't it doesn't make any sense?
1: It doesn't, does it? That's like if you wanted to buy his he could buy a coffee every day, takeaway coffee. Every day. And like, he could he have could... a he could have a pan-o-ray-zam. Most days. It's,
0: it just doesn't make any sense. You can't compute those sorts of numbers, and it's like, like Amazon is the second trillion-dollar company, isn't it? After Apple. Yeah, Apple got there first, and Amazon. <laughs> I think Amazon is now one point six trillion or something. But
1: it's that's a lot of money. Like, that's, UK GDP what, is what, two trillion.
0: Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Sot heck. And it, I just don't get it. Like I don't. I can't compute those numbers. What? What is it? mean? What does it mean? And I suppose more importantly it's not accurate. When you're saying that's how valuable it is, okay, well it isn't that valuable, is it? Because look at what it's doing to the planet! Oh, here why we go. why we're talking about it.
1: Hold on, he's going to talk about externalities. <laughs> Give us your externality um,
0: channel. Well, you know, I don't really, I've never really understood what externalities are, but I say it very confidently in the occasional <laughs> meeting and then move swiftly on. No, it's This as as an article that uh, Dave found and I now can't find, but very eloquently made the point that like matter, science tells us that matter cannot be created or destroyed. So like all of the shit that we buy off of Amazon gets dug out of the ground somewhere, or is made from constituent parts that dug out of the ground, put into things, shipped around the world, and then put back into the ground, or back into the ocean, or ground up and put into a kitten's nostril, and it's. All of this stuff is happening more and more and more, and that is pollution, that is waste, that is forests being raised, that is minerals being dug out of the ground, that is all of that stuff which is not being paid or accounted for in terms of the value or indeed the costs of these companies. So those numbers are wrong as well as massive.
1: 10 billion items a year are delivered, 10 by Amazon alone. And that's just talking about its delivery bit. It's not talking about its sinister control of the internet bit or its home devices bit or any of that. Um, 10 billion items.
0: I mean, that's year. obscene. Isn't it? That's What's obscene. the stuff you so found
1: about having, like, how many jumbo jets have they got?
0: Oh, I think they've got something like 80 of their own <laughs> jumbo jets. That's uh, more than several countries have got. Yeah, here we go. Like, so this is a thing talking about the carbon footprint of. Of, uh, of Amazon, and it said orders have increased amid the coronavirus pandemic. Just, you know, side note, Amazon have had an exceptional pandemic. Oh, good <laughs> one, please, please, could come not us. have gone any better for them. Uh, as more stuck-at-home people shop online to keep up and deliver on time, Amazon said this month that it leased a dozen more Boeing six, uh, 767s, bringing its fleet of jets to more than 80 sodding nora i think it's got its own airport somewhere as well
1: right you hypocrite how much have you bought from amazon in the last year
0: quite a few things yes um oh this mic stand that I, has absolutely transformed my Babel experience <laughs> and was uh, paid for by the Babel army indeed. and was paid for by the Babel army thank you very much well i don't feel too bad about that because for about five and a half years i had like a collection of cd boxes other books teetering nobody, bits of tupperware
1: nobody's saying you're not allowed a mic stand that's not what we're talking <laughs> okay. about here now let's not all right. get all deflecty
0: it's brilliant and when you're finished you can just move it out of the way like that no i understand put it back and
1: Actually, it's better, it's preferable. No, leave it as it was. I can just move
0: it back, and it's uh, great. So,
1: you can, anyway. Um, so you're not one of them Amazon no you're not like I guess Charlotte Dunn, you're not like somebody who just won't well, have nothing to do with them,
0: right? I uh, know I am. I, I try very hard to avoid them, and so I'm, I'm willing to, to put in more effort to and often more expense, not always, not always more expense, um, to get things from places that aren't Amazon, and I kind of do that just because because of a gut feeling of ickiness like if anyone really challenged me as to what I thought that was achieving I don't know what I'd say really other than like I've got principles of like I want to support small local businesses especially ones who might be making things out of you know recycled things or whatever and I'd, I'd rather do that I'd rather do that I'm not saying that's going to bring Amazon down I'm just saying that that's what I would rather do so I'd do it if I can so,
1: right, let's talk about this now. We're going to talk about it later. Let's talk about it now. A lot of people... Fine, Fine. we'll talk yeah. about it nowadays. Well, you've started talking about it now. <laughs> well. Instead of later. So, so we're talking about it now. <laughs> Whoa, well, are we? What was it? It? it. Bollocks. <laughs> What's the saying?
0: What in the name of bloody hell? Yes. So you said Personal look, shopping. Yeah, well, but stuff. you said
1: like I don't know what it achieves to shop with smaller, more local, whatever, different companies. But you know, I feel icky about it. I don't know what it achieves, but I do it because it feels good. But like that is to the essence of the question: Is it not all like should we be like? Does it make any difference at all to this global behemoth where you shop? does it make any difference at all to the fact that big corporations win in the end that you might pop into your local shop and buy some hemp from it that's to that's to the root of the question is uh, that how you stop an amazon is just hoping that enough people keep their local bookshop afloat
0: because i don't think it is i don't know i don't know that it's how you stop an amazon i think the opposite can be true though like i think a, a small number of people switching their custom to a local shop can have a big impact on that local shop
1: Keep that local shop going, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is all so they like, want to do. They at-
1: don't want to dominate the world. They just exactly. want to sell books
0: to their local people. Exactly. Right. Um, and I felt... Like, so the other day, um, I decided after 15 years of having the same pair of trainers... What? Which tells you how, which tells you how much running I get around to. Fungal. I've I've still got them. In that, I've, I've kept them outside for the last few days. But well, they're um, probably half way to London by now, aren't they? <laughs> I'll go and show you them in a bit. But I was like, it is. It is time for a new pair. I don't think I'm a. I'm an in half for getting a new pair of trainers at this point. And I was like, I'll go online and buy them. And then partly because I thought, this is stupid, like surely shoes are the sort of thing you have to try and see what they feel like. And partly because I was like, hang on a minute, I've got so used to doing everything on Tinternet because of pandemic, I haven't even considered the fact that I live in a city, <laughs> not a very big city, but a city where there are shops. And so I went to a, a local uh, little shop. It is a franchise, but only a small one from there's about three or four of them in, in the county I live in and it was it was so heartwarming like there was a human quite a young human lived locally employed who was like really knowledgeable and kind and exceptionally patient. pleased to see you presumably exceptionally <laughs> pleased to see me yeah and like Didn't try and upsell me. Didn't say, oh, because you liked these trainers, you'll like this, you know, (laughs) related thing. And I I noticed that you were looking at... Have you
1: noticed jockstraps?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I noticed that you were in a different shop three cities away yesterday because I know everything about you. Uh, And therefore, would you like this? It didn't say any of that. It was just a normal human interaction. And they were like yeah if these don't work out for you bring them back you know we'll give you some other ones it's fine and it was really nice and I came home all kind of gooey and look at me look I've done a thing I've gone and like supported local business and I was like how weird is that that used to just be called shopping Mm. like that used to be what people did and I feel like some sort of virtuous kind of self-righteous tough spot for having done it but it did feel really nice and I know that it was like about 120 quid or something I spent on them, which felt extortionate. But then, you know, it's been 15 years since I've bought trainers. And I was like, well, that, that should make a decent difference to that small shop. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just.
1: No, because that's another ranting. point,
0: isn't it? So, like, we
1: haven't. Right. We're going to talk in a minute about all of the stuff they claim to be doing on green stuff. Right. But one of the other things we were going to talk about, and it appears we are talking about it now, is whether or not, like, <laughs> So if if Amazon plans. say say just for argument's sake, I know this isn't the case, but let's just say for argument's sake, Amazon is the size of a hundred thousand small shops, and it puts those small shops out of business. Let's just say that's the case, right? I'm not saying that's the case. Let's say it's that for sake of argument, right? Um, is one Amazon necessarily less green or less virtuous than a hundred thousand small shops when you add up? All of them little small shopsy type impacts. Because, you know, a lot of people will say, well, it's not like if you, uh, you know, someone I know worked in a cafe and a small cafe, small locally run cafe, but because they're small, they don't have the budget to do things like, properly chuck their food waste out they just recycle their food waste just chuck it all in the bin because they're small it's like they're sort of cash trapped and stuff so being small doesn't might not mean you can do all the sort of big green stuff that a big thing can do but your point is a good one right which is that well yeah but most small shops are not trying to go to the moon they're just (laughs) they're just trying to sell books to people or food Amazon does food now. I know. it's a sodding. I was in. I was in a bit of London the other day. It was a sodding Amazon supermarket. Where did that come from? Mm. Um, I don't know. And that's the difference, isn't it? It's like Amazon exists to be a, the comp- the only company in the world. That's when yeah. it wins, right? Yeah. When it's put everything else down. Now to do that, you need rampaging destructive growth,
0: right? And I mean that's been like explicitly what Bezos's strategy has been from right. the beginning, right? Like exceptionally aggressive growth and acquisition so like you know when it was just books if they saw any book stores doing good stuff online they just bought them they just bought them bought their stock yeah. like mine now Um, and that like it's proved successful nobody's saying that he's not good at what he does I'm just saying <laughs> I think it'd, be it, a, it'd be a brave man who did I'll tell you that for yeah. nothing <laughs> Yeah, that Bezos. I don't know he's all cracked. he cracked up to me in terms of business acumen. Hang on, just <laughs> no, you just, wait, ch- you just wait. check my email. Oh, here's an interesting looking email. Oh dear me. <laughs> very, very foolish words, mate. You know, in in the good old days when high streets were high streets shops weren't just places where you bought stuff. They were places where you bumped into people and there were places where you checked in. Hang on, I'm, what, I'm playing working. the good
1: old days music.
0: Yeah, Come put on. the good old days music on because, you know, that is important. And to some extent, you know, there there is the opportunity to replicate that in a slightly different way with more of your sort of service-y type things and more coffee shops, more little hubs where you can go and do your work from your laptop and stuff like that. So I'm not saying we have to have exactly the same shops that we used to have and the same types of shops. But high streety things are by definition, you know, a, a hodgepodge of different community based things rather than a massive business, which is based out of enormous warehouses in the middle of nowhere where people are treated like shite. Right. Do you want to talk about that? talk about well,
1: that and this was one of the things actually that um charlotte when we replied to charlotte and said bloody great story that will do it charlotte was like yeah um and i know there's some pros and cons and one of the things she said was was they set up a thing called amazon i like this to allow workers to practice mindfulness at work um, which she said is great <laughs> if anyone takes it up um but yes i mean aside from persuading their workers to take their 30 seconds of downtime to sing Kumbaya for a minute. Um, it's not all happy, smiley place to work, is it, all? Oh, allegedly.
0: Uh, oh yeah, we probably do have to say allegedly, don't we? Well, there was, where I'm just looking at that thing that I found, the one bit of research I did. It's on page oh, 900 down at the bottom. It was the first thing, I'll have you know. It was the first bit of prep that was done for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was a big piece of research... By somebody called the Strategic Organizing Center. Um, and they looked at workplace injuries and did a big old study. Now, look, I mean, warehouse based jobs are notoriously bad on the kind of injury front for obvious reasons people hauling around huge amounts of stuff, working at a very fast pace, a lot of quite um, big equipment all you know obvious it's a bit more dangerous than what <laughs> me and Dave do which is sit in front of a laptop yeah. and drink cappuccinos although I had a job in a warehouse once and it was the biggest dos
1: I've ever done in my life I did naffle I was fired but it was still really? yes and my first ever job was working in a cash and carry I did absolutely bloody nothing I was once sent to sweep the uh, sweep the courtyard out the front it took me a half a day to sweep a courtyard Amazing. Anyway, they, they told me to not work there anymore. Yeah. So working at Amazon's not like that.
0: No. Well, I think there's a reason that all of those places that we worked at didn't turn out to be Amazon, because we yeah. weren't uh, but, surveilled and monitored within an inch the, of our lives. The place I used to work at no
1: longer exists, which may tell you a great deal about the world. Well, there the you world. go. Yes.
0: Well, there you go. So, anyway, this report... Um, Looked into the rate of injuries um in amazon's fulfillment centers, and even taking into account that the uh, like the warehouse industry warehousing industry is very, very bad, amazon's injury injury rates were double over double the injury rate oh. in the rest of the industry. Um, and there was like some training materials that they uncovered where like in a, in a pamphlet in one of the warehouses, Amazon told workers that they should think of themselves as industrial athletes. Did you think of yourself as an industrial athlete when you were in that warehouse? <laughs> Two words that I've never applied to myself ever, <laughs> um,
1: but it's, That's like, ex- it's, it's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah. have you seen, and you'll have seen that the, there are all sorts of documentaries. There's a really good episode of Radio Lab recently, very good podcast um, called something like The Brown Box or something. Can't remember anyway. But just talking about like, no, is it like you have to do in a minute you have to do two items or something like that, or you have to do like a hundred an hour I think is kind it's, of, yeah. you know, ha- and, and that, you know, from this vast sort of warehouse, you've got to get it, it scan it, put it down, get it, it scan it, put it down, reach up, it's reach down, reach
0: Yeah, It's uh, all about speed. And and you are wearing like all sorts of wearable tech so that your, your movements down to like very, very, very small scale, like inches can be tracked, are tracked. Um, so there is no ability to like slack off. And if you if you do slack off, you just fall below your targets and then there are reports, although Amazon denies this, but there are reports that like you can get automatically fired just by dropping below your targets. Trap door opens, that, does it? And you just you can't well, pretty much, okay. yeah. And they file patents for all sorts of like crazy ass kind of robotic um extensions of, of basically of the humor. They've also done the opposite, where they're anticipating that over time more and more fulfillment will be done by robots but the humans that are in there are going to need protecting for the robots so they file file patents for like cages that the humans can be in so the robots can't get them it's like does this sound fine to you is this the human value you call friendship don't give me the star trek crap it's too early in the morning (laughs) Yeah, it's grim. Look, there, there are there are millions. As you were saying, there are millions of reports. It's been going on for a while of like hideous exploitation of workers. Like, don't want to trivialise that. It's really, really bad, and they exploit a terrible kind of employment landscape as well. There are lots of places oh, now sorry. where employment landscape. I knew, I knew, I wasn't going to get away with that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Quite right, too. Yeah, Fair anything enough. landscape. I mean, you know, as soon as the word landscape is attached to something, the klaxon trigger finger gets twitchy.
0: Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the fact that there are no good jobs in an yes. increasing number of places yes. um, means that when Amazon swoop in and say, hey, here's a warehouse, everyone come at the warehouse, it's like, well, you know, I've studied for a degree or I've got my further education qualifications, or I'm an apprentice in something else, but there's no work there, so I'm going to go and work at the warehouse, because it's that or nothing, and then they get yeah. absolutely rinsed.
1: And this is the thing, right? I was going to be all devil's advocate about this, just for larks, but I can't do it, because, like, people will say, oh, well, if you don't like working there, go work somewhere else then, right? Exactly the same way as people will say, well, if you don't like Amazon, don't go shop there, right? You know, oh, I see you're opposed to uh, to capitalism, nice mobile phone you're using. It's like, no, the world doesn't yeah. work like that. Like, yeah. it doesn't Heck you yeah. know, if if there is a... Well, warehouse. the worst
0: one, the worst one oh, well, is God. when, whenever Greenpeace do a thing. Ah. So Greenpeace will, like, go and, you know, protest an oil rig or something, and... How do you surprisingly, get a pogo stick? Yes, yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> rowing across you know, a bit of the, of the North Atlantic to get to an oil rig is not a great strategy for getting to an oil rig before the police get to the oil rig. So they will take a boat, which has got an outboard motor, which has got like petrol in it or some sort of fossil fuel thing. And all the trolls will go, oh, I thought you didn't like fossil fuels. It's like, is your brain actually that small or are you just determined okay. to be a wanker? But the, but
1: the point is like because power because vastly powerful thing because am I going to be a Marxist? Am I going to be a Marxist? I'm going to come over all Marxist for a second because economic relations old oh, because like the way that economies work shapes on, power and on. shapes how stuff
0: if works. If I'm getting if I'm getting claxoned or oh, a landscape, me. I am claxoning you. You can't claxoning cla- you. You can't me for economic relations. Uh-oh.
1: No because it doesn't work like that. The point is it doesn't like the world doesn't work like that. Amazon is vastly powerful. It sells th- seductive things at seductive prices. It offers jobs where there are not jobs. And that you know it is increasingly the only game in town. If you want to get a book, it might be the only place you can get it without having to wait a week. And these days our economy works in a way that makes that a horrible concept to even contemplate. You can opt out, but as discussed, like there are limits to how effective that's going to be,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, it- I don't want to be too. There will be greeny types, or I suppose dark green types, listening to this saying, for God's sake, you know, what do you mean you can't wait a few more days for a thing? No, no. Or, and, okay, defend and, and, me before I have to defend myself. Okay. Well, you know uh, yeah, you exactly. I, yes. I, I, I don't think that's what you're saying. But uh, in fact, it almost, it almost is what you're saying because one of the things that Amazon has done more effectively than anyone else has created the impression that we have to have things now because it is increasingly viable, possible to have things now. And everything about that operation has been about speed, which is why, you know, it used to be that you could get it next day. Now you can get it the same day. They're looking at doing, like, drones quite soon. Like, that isn't a joke. Everyone assumed it was a joke. It isn't a joke. Um, But even now, like, I think their grocery service you can get within a few hours. Like, they are creating the, the expectation that ultra speed is not only possible but desirable and that the the prospect therefore of what used to be considered quite fast now feels like panicky in its slowness like I've gone to order stuff, and it's been you, you'll get that by the end of the week. And I'm like, the end of the week? What am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly, that's the thing. You can. You and can our brains have been changed. Our brains algorithm. have been like, changed. Exactly,
1: exactly. Our brains have been changed. Our, our societal expectations have been changed. Our economic relations all have been changed. And you can find that appalling all you like. At the end of the day. I'm, in, I'm caught up in that. You're caught up in that. Most of the people listening on The Babel are caught up on that. And even if you wanted not to be caught up in that, 99% of people are. Or at least 99% of people that use Amazon and all other companies. And that's just how that is. You ain't going to like get people to suddenly go, yeah, you know what? I don't want all that stuff immediately now. That's what I think. <laughs>
0: This
1: one. Look, can we talk about the the green babble now? So another babble listener, Stephen Allen, wrote to us as well, and he said, yeah, lads, have fun with this. And he pointed us at Amazon's climate-friendly pledge, which is a small bit of Amazon's big climate pledge. It's big sustainability push, what it has been doing. Bit of history about this also, like... A couple of years ago, loads – is in America – I should say, actually, in the pro- – it's actually very hard for obvious web dominance reasons. If you search Amazon UK anything, it's very hard to actually find anything that doesn't take you to the Amazon UK website. So almost everything I'm about to talk about is mostly about what Amazon's doing in the States, right? Apologies for that. There is a bit of UK stuff, but – Given that it's a big American company and like what it does in the States affects what it does in the rest of the world, it kind of stands, right? But if you know more about what it's doing in the UK and whether that's bollocks or not bollocks, let us know. Right. Uh, in April 2019, a bunch of people called Amazon Workers for Climate Justice, which is kind of what it sounds like, self-organised bunch of Amazon workers who want, what is it? Climate justice. Climate justice, that's right. Wrote to Jeff Bezos, they wrote to him, and they said, can we have a climate plan, please? Um, Can we have um, a proper climate plan? And they said, quote, Amazon has the resources and scale to spark the world's imagination and redefine what is possible and necessary to address the climate crisis. Their point being, if we put our mind to this, we can really bloody well do it and inspire loads of other people as well. Um, And... Old Jeff Bezos has done a thing called the Climate Pledge, which is sort of emerging around that time anyway, but he's brought it out. And it is a thing which is uh, pledging to be carbon neutral by 2040. The Climate Pledge. The Climate Pledge is to meet the goals of the Paris Agreement 10 years early. Amazon becomes the first signatory to the Climate Pledge, we want to use our scale and our scope to lead the way started to properly count its carbon, emissions, carbon, carbon emissions, emissions in a way, as far as I can tell, that isn't babble. like it seems to be doing it in a fairly decent way. It's trying to get other companies to follow suit. So it's saying, we will do this, will you do it as well? It has promised 80% renewable energy within five years and entirely renewable power by 2030. It is buying 100,000 electric delivery vans by 2030.
0: Wait, so that renewable energy is for its own... Warehouses for its its
1: global infrastructure. So all the shit it does, everything, including all its poos, all that stuff,
0: Uh, right? Um, Sure. And but uh, obviously, I mean, they don't have control over this. But like, obviously, stuff which is made by somebody other than Amazon but is then sold on Amazon, like that stuff, may or may not be made in a place where the power comes from from renewable sources. Yeah
1: correct so if you think their impact on the planet is not just the stuff they sell but the fact they encourage you to buy loads of it then yes that doesn't go far enough but still yeah right? it's yeah. as as these things go it is not absolutely shocking and awful right yep. um, they also have a thing which is the climate pledge a, a climate pledge friendly rating that it puts on the products so some of those of its products which are in some way climate friendly for example they rate things as like you can recycle this easily it's made from hemp it will help you get in touch with your inner Green's something, yeah. Um, then a, a little label comes up when you buy stuff. We on need the to get a
0: certification sy- system, don't we? There needs to be some sort of Babel certification scheme endorsed that's by true. Babel.
1: Yes, or or the or the opposite, like a thing that we decide we get we give stickers to Babel listeners and they can go and stick it on stuff that's obviously Babel. Yeah,
0: in yeah. was here.
1: Anyway thank you for derailing me Um, so no no point is they're doing a load of stuff and the Amazon Workers for Climate Justice responded and said right that's all fine do it all faster please we want carbon neutral by 2030 Um, stop doing stuff like relying one of the criticisms that they're putting is they're saying oi Mr Bezos you're relying massively on offsetting a lot of that so you're not actually going to be making your uh, global infrastructure entirely renewable you're going to be doing things like planting trees that's what they say and they've got uh, an increasing focus on air pollution so as we've talked about in other babbles air pollution affects disproportionately people of color more um and they said well all them vans you're driving around right now they are disproportionately affecting people of color so do something about that they're still really active massive twitter presence doing a whole load of useful stuff and some really interesting stuff that we're not going to talk about but we will talk about maybe next week when we talk about another thing which is about like uh, using shareholder activism, so trying to get stuff passed mm. at the Amazon board level because some of them have been given stock, which means they can make resolutions. And old Jeff Bezos don't like it when they try and do that, but starting to try to get uh, resolutions passed uh, like to, to change this at the senior level. So the point being stuff is happening, right?
0: Amazon is doing stuff. Yes. Yeah, it, it is doing stuff. And, you know, they're... I've read through some of this climate pledge stuff and some of their other stuff, and as you say, when it comes to like counting emissions, not that babbly, not that babbly. No. But like no. the certification thing, come on, like certificate. We we've sort of talked about certification in yeah, and around yeah, yeah. a few times, and generally it's balls. But like this this one, why, why is it balls? Quickly, thirty seconds. What's the balls about it? Because they are completely inconsistent and they give the impression of, like, acceptability. So as long as you stamp a thing on a product and go, friendly kitten thing, uh-huh. then you go, as a as a consumer, as a purchaser of that thing, you're like, oh, fine, it's absolutely fine. And it gives the, the veneer of, of action when often, often there's no action at all, or sometimes it's actually a cover for really bad stuff. Um, so, yeah, they're bad. Um, and this one is just rubbish. It's like, oh, it's going to turn up at the bottom of an ad saying this is part of the sustainability pledge or something it's not going to have any meaningful impact so bulls to that I want my
1: money back well Do you mind me asking why? I'll tell you why, because it's balls, that's why. It's
0: complete balls! One of the things they do when they're counting is uh, is count the emissions of, the carbon emissions, um, but they count the carbon intensity of their emissions. And that is a thing which is like... Hang on, I'm playing
1: the sexy carbon
0: intensity of your emissions music. Do, please do. So instead of saying, we have produced, for the sake of argument, 50 tonnes of CO2 across all of our stuff... Uh, last year, and this year it's 60 tonnes, therefore bad. What they say is, last year we made 50 things and it produced 50 tonnes, but this year we made 100 things and it only produced 60 tonnes. So for all of those things that we made, less carbon is being produced, so that's good. And the planet couldn't give two shits how many things Uh. you made and what the kind of unit to carbon ratio was of those things it cares about how much carbon is produced and amazon which is growing very fast even though it is enormous um, and is selling more and more stuff very fast is therefore putting more and more carbon into the atmosphere Um, and that is a thing which they they do admit they don't hide that but they make it sound like as if that's just not the relevant thing and it absolutely is the relevant thing yeah, relative
1: decoupling. I'll go back and listen to our chat Whoa. with Tim Jackson from, uh, from last week. I think
0: I've only we just decoupled about. from that chat, relatively. Yeah, yeah
1: but we t- we talked quite early on in that. We, we asked him, I think, outright. We said something like, look, people say that it is possible to have a growing economy whilst also meeting climate goals. And Tim Jackson's like, yeah, yeah, but to do that, you have to be like, you can't be having relatively less emissions if you're having more stuff. You have to have, like, absolutely... Less emissions. And yeah. we've never done that. Yeah. And this is exactly the co- right? And, and so, yeah, that's very, very true. 50 million tons of carbon dioxide, five zero million tons of carbon dioxide in 2019 is what Amazon emitted, which is well over ten percent of the UK's emissions. Like, <laughs> it's just, well well it's well a, over it. That's one It's
0: company. one business. Yeah. Like that doesn't that just strike you as mental? Imagine yes. saying that to, to like your twenty year old self. Was Amazon around when you were 20? When were you 20? (laughs) A long time ago.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I found out today that Rages of the Lost Ark is almost but not quite set, uh, uh, filmed closer to when it was set than the present day. If you see what I mean. And that's made me feel quite old. Now you're getting nasty. Alexa, turn off the lights. Even small things, like turning out a light, can help the planet. That's why Amazon is working to make devices more sustainable. But you cannot move for adverts. They are are not the only people doing this. We were going to do an episode about this and for various reasons didn't, but we we shall do it one day. Switch on your telly box, particularly your channel that is aimed at the likes of us, like, for example, Dave, or like Channel 4, or something like that. Is there an old channel? I wonder what would be on it if there was.
0: Uh, It would be endless... It probably wouldn't start on midnight, would it? (laughs) No, exactly. It would (laughs) would start when normal people start watching the telly at five past twelve. And it would have endless repeats of Pulp and Barenaked Ladies videos. And then it would just be The West Wing and... Uh, Black Cambridge, Books United and Cambridge United highlights. Cambridge United 1992 season highlights. Yep. Yeah, very
1: good. Um, anyway, put on your telly box and you will see, I pretty much guarantee you, you will see in any given advert run, if not for Amazon, then for IKEA or uh, insert. Uh, Who's the other one? There's, there's another obvious company that are doing this, which is like there will be pictures of wind turbines, ad- advert starts. Pictures of wind turbines, pictures of sea, pictures of happy, smiling people, pictures of electric things. And then, like, at the end, incidentally, it will say Amazon or Ikea. And, like, selling sustainability, not, not in the way it may have been sold before, which is, like, we at Amazon are doing, like, here's a specific thing we're doing. If you buy our product, you can get back a tree and it's good for you. Not doing that, but, like, entirely owning sustainability and green stuff, like, as their brand, basically associating it rammed yeah. in a sort of
0: artistic film directory sort of way. Um and they are properly banging on about it. But this also stuff. a very human way. So like the I can't find the exact advert that I've seen repeatedly on on channel 4 actually, but there's an an earlier one which was called um, Meet Joe, I think was it?
1: My name is Joe. I'm a sustainability science researcher at
0: Amazon. Climate change is the fight of our generation. Uh, and, uh, you know, anyway, it puts normal, you know, a normal person. So they are an Amazon worker. And it's like, hi, I'm Joe. And, like, here's my family. And the thing I care most about is climate change. That is the thing that freaks me out. And, like, I just really hope that we can pass on the planet in a better state than we left it. And, like, Amazon's doing all this great stuff on climate. So it's, as you say, it's it's both kind of central to the story but also very personal, very human uh, and it's just completely failing to mention that they are a business that depends upon creating desire, manufacturing desire, and ramming unprecedentedly large quantities of shit down our throats every single second. Well, if you don't like it, you can shot somewhere else. <laughs>
1: I just want to say before we before we cut to the chase on this, I want to ask you what you really think. <laughs> I, I detect you've been is is there a chase? splinters splinters on your ass at the moment <laughs> from sitting on the fence for too long. Philanthropy. Now, this is an interesting part of this whole picture, right? So both big baldy moon man Jeff Bezos and Amazon itself are chucking. A lot. And there is no way of saying this isn't a lot, because it's a lot of dosh into philanthropic funding of usually kind of right-wingy, sort of nice, sensible, suit-wearing, conservation-y type projects. So there's a thing called the Bezos Earth Fund, which... Is Jeff Bezos' own thing, which has got 10 billion. He's giving away a billion dollars a year, and the aim is he'll spend that down. So there's a billion dollars a year going to stuff, which in America is like almost doubled the amount of money going to green stuff overnight. And there's the thing called the Right Now Climate Fund. Um, which Amazon runs, which apparently has got 100 billion in it. Can that be right? 100 billion dollars? Uh, 100 million. Yeah, yeah sorry. I mean, I mean, more, it like it. more like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, which is basically all about planting stuff. I mean, this is where you can get cynical about it. I'm now, I don't know why I'm bothering to ask you. It's, it's about investing in stuff which allows them to plant trees everywhere, basically, and do stuff like that. So, is single handedly, hey, look at us green funding stuff, but also allows for them to uh, reach a way to meet their net carbon. Emission goalie stuff. But anyway, I mean, th- what do you think about that? Philanthropic stuff. That's the sort of thing you want big, rich billionaires and big, rich uh, companies to be doing I it mean, to.
0: on a sort of very straightforward level, I would rather he was giving $10 billion to climatey stuff than wasn't giving $10 billion to climate-y stuff. Like, I'm not going to be one of those guys who sort of pretends that isn't loads of money. Like, that is loads of money. I don't feel like I know enough about what's really going on here to give a serious answer i would i would be very very wary of any kind of pressure that then might come to bear on those institutions to not to be critical of amazon or not critical of bezos or like row back any of the work they might be doing to challenge consumerism or to agitate for significant political change that might bring about tax regimes that aren't favourable to Amazon. Oh, things, cynical, things like, so
1: young and so cynical. So beautiful but yet so jaded. Yeah. How did this happen? Yeah. Is it talking to me about this shit for six I years stuff, might,
0: Yeah. Like the the answer to fixing climate change is not billionaires being sufficiently billionaire-y that they can give a bit of their billionaireism to um, environment groups. Like that's that's yeah. not how we fix this stuff. But that is a lot of money, and I'm glad it's being spent on climate things, and it's not being spent on flat-screen TVs.
1: Yeah, we did a whole episode about this, didn't we old? Do you remember? Nope. Episode 34, <laughs> Billionaires, when 34. We at, uh, I The Billionaires. 34! I remember the picture yeah. I put online for it. It was... Um,
0: Scrooge McDuck or whatever he's called. But, That's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. Jumping into loads of stuff. Yeah. So go back and go back and listen to that. Um, I th- my take on it is it can simultaneously be true. Like You don't have to be cynical. I'm sure there are all sorts of reasons why this is bullshit because everyone will always tell me everything that looks good is not good. Exactly. Po- it's the first, rule, stuff. It? <laughs> the first rule, <laughs> Anything that
0: looks good but, is probably not. It can
1: simultaneously be the case that a very rich person giving some of that money to green stuff is better than a kick in the trousers whilst also going... Yeah, but like look at this company and look what it does. Like you can hold both so this is the thing, I I reckon I can hold both those ideas in my head at the same time. I don't have to conclude they're either amazing or bastardly just from that.
0: Goodness me. You're not gonna get very far in twenty twenty one culture wars, Dave.
1: <laughs> get a haircut, hippie. <laughs> so here's the question for you all right i was going to ask you all sorts of stuff here but we've kind of answered it because you don't stick to the script all the way through i was going to ask you like um is amazon's bigness just means they get picked on which is one of the things charlotte said to which we conclude no actually like isn't big they're not just like 10,000 times bigger than 10,000 businesses they are actively a problem in and of
0: themselves yes yep. is that what we think yeah good should we wonky, expect wonky thing in response uh, to that yeah. as well wonky thing is that they are amazon is a number of different businesses doing different things so like True. the retaily bit is the bit that we mostly engage with but they also host most of the internet called something through something called amazon web services aws uh and that is very profitable and they do they're a huge advertising business because they have so much data they have this incredible data they know for sure what millions of people like because millions of people Mm -hmm. buy stuff on amazon and that means that the data they have is exceptionally valuable to advertisers so adverts placed on amazon give them a lot of money and those other things enable them to uh kind of subsidize i suppose the, the retail business to some extent i'm not sure if that Actually, does happen. I don't, I'm not close enough to it, but they certainly can, in theory, do it. And that means yeah. that that enables them to be very, very aggressive in terms of pricing. And obviously, a small shop can't do that.
1: Yeah. No, quite right. Um, I was going to ask you whether or not we think, whether you think that like, we should be expecting big companies like should we if these companies are so vast apple and google and facebook that they control entire economies you know should we be expecting them demanding them is it reasonable to expect that they will do stuff on climate change like should we be treating them with the same kind of outrage as we treat governments who don't act on climate change what do you think about that
0: yes in in response to that last bit of the question we should well we should definitely be demanding that they do it I think they definitely have a moral obligation. Companies this big should they
1: uh, should they be required? But like to do this stuff, it's not about like yes, should we expect absolutely. them to? But like yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. So okay. I
0: don't expect them to because as right. as yeah, per the Tim Jackson conversation, like capitalism doesn't know when to stop. Like there is no endpoint, and uh, these companies don't know when they've got enough. They never will. But we should definitely be. Yeah, it should be expected of them. It should be there should be rules. Yeah.
1: Right. So then, I wanted to ask you what should be done about it. That's the main thing. What in what in revolution? That's the question. Revolution. Oh, here we go. Bloody revolution
0: again. I don't know, but there should. There clearly, like there should be. Some sort, of, well, a bit like what you said has happened at the G7, which sounds reasonably positive. Like there's been a. <laughs> is
1: that the thing? Is that the thing that uh, Green Warrior and Prime Minister of this great country uh,
0: got off a private jet to the G7, declaring how green the G7 was going to be? Yes, the G7, of course, being hosted in the same country that he lives and works in. And in the southern bit of that country, yes, he flew to Cornwall, which in the year that the UK is hosting COP, I think sends a very strong message about his commitment to the sustainability agenda. And of course, as you pointed out on, in text to me, um, it is famously difficult to like work on a train. Um, there, is, there is no way he could have practically done any work if he'd taken the train to Cornwall. And as somebody else pointed out on Twitter, Greta Thunberg, Greta Thunberg, uh, f- took a boat to America, but Boris Johnson flew to Cornwall. And there you mm. go. That tells you something about the integrity of those two people.
1: My name is Greta Thunberg.
0: Anyway, G7. What? what, what oh, they've what? done a thing on tax. They've so they've said yes. you massive companies who are shifting all of your profits to like tax havens so that you avoid tax. including
1: your Amazons and your Googles and your exactly. Facebooks. Yeah,
0: yeah, like we're going to have a global agreement that says you can't do that anymore, or at least. Steps towards that, so you you are going to have to pay tax in the countries where most of your customers are, or where your customers are, um, and that is a good thing because one of the central criticisms of Amazon, which we haven't gone into, is that it doesn't pay anything like enough tax, um, and it should. So yeah, things. And nor does
1: nor does Jeff Bezos himself. Do you see that thing the other day that he himself has paid basically zero tax? Didn't he year or
0: something? Didn't yeah? He's managed to like structure it in such a way. That technically, he, he earned so little that he was entitled to something like $4,000 of like education grants for his kids, which he collected, or at least he was sent.
1: Um, and I'm not an expert in what the G7 has said it's going to do on international corporation tax. I have a suspicion it won't make much of a difference, really. But anyway, but rules like that, what, what rule would you like about Amazon? What what would deal with its inhoffery, Do you think? Apart
0: from uh, making it pay a bit the, more tax, the bigger it got, the more tax it had to pay. Oh, I want a rising block tariff. That's a, oh, that's a bit of uh, two thousand and eight <laughs> jargon for you. <laughs> you remember rising <laughs> tariffs? block
1: tariffs? yes, I do. I've never heard them used directly. I was in sexy rising block tariff. Yeah, the idea being that you pay proportionately more tax four things. Yeah, so or a rising block, more as you use. Yeah, not, block, not
0: just like yeah. A rising block tariff comes from like energy use. So the idea that like rather than being incentivized to use more energy because it gets cheaper the more that you use, the opposite. So like it'd be incentivized to use less because it gets more expensive the more that you use. Mm. Um and something I don't know, something like that. Obviously that wouldn't work because that would make things more expensive for people buying stuff on Amazon. I don't know. But the point is Politicians have got to, like, grow a pair and work out a way to hold these enormous companies to account for the extraordinary destruction that they wreak upon, wreak, reap, reap, do, upon the rest of us and the planet. Right, that is just about it for another episode of thank you very much, Jeff Bezos, for creating the perfect consumerist society that we now thank live you, Jeff, and worship in. Thank you, Uncle Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Um, who is stepping down? Of course. I suppose this should have been yes, a kind of farewell, farewell um, Jeff, edition. But he's he's off to bigger and better things. He's going to the moon, isn't he? So, so yeah. Thank um, you, Jeff. Thank you to Charlotte for
1: your Charlotte Dunn for your email. What prompted all this? And to Stephen Allen for your email as well.
0: Uh, If you would like to get in touch and tell us why Jeff Bezos is actually Mother Teresa, then you can do so by emailing hello at sustainababble.fish. You can tweet us at The Babble Wagon, or you can just search Facebook for Sustainababble.
1: Yes, you can. Thank you to the legendary Dickie Moore, what does the music that starts, ends, and intertwinkles this podcast, and to the monumental Arthur Stovall for the logo, what adorns us and adorns our merch. You can buy shit you don't need from our T-shirt store, which is at wobblywobblywobbly.sustainababble.fish, and then click on T-shirts. Yes? Yes.
0: (sighs) I'm off to read a book or something. I'm going to try and avoid the internet and Amazon and oh, where'd you get that? And where'd you get that book from? Your local bookshop, I suppose. Yes, actually, bookshop.org. That is good. Go on bookshop.org. That supports local bookshops and it is good. Good. All right, should we go now? Yes. Okay, bye. Bye.